South Carolina as far away from freedom in Canada as you can get. We're also joined by our special guest, Paul into the center square, no longer Carla, but Carol, and no longer from Burnt Corn, Alabama, but from Kansas City, Missouri. All the way from Kansas City, Missouri. All right. Thank you. And well, I thought we had a sound engineer and he's he's gone. Oh hey, welcome to the show, Polly from Bali. Where are we where are you joining us from in Southeast Asia? I'm in today? uh Malaysia today. Malaysia. Excellent. That would be Mali Asia. Okay. Uh so this is the hate napkin. Uh what we do here is bitch and moan about all things uh hateful, except for religion and politics. That'll get you in the penalty box. Uh, we are sponsored by QT. No, not QT. Sorry. <gasps> That's the, the competition. Oh, God. I'm going to get a very sternly worded, a sternly worded letter. There's a hint. There's a hint. The CEO of come, oh, come and Go. Come and Go. Come and Go. Oh, my God. I totally I, I blew our only sponsor. Wait a second. <laughs> Maybe that's how we got this. They're either really happy or really not. Right. That's probably how we got the sponsorship in the first place. Um, all right. So, uh, again, yes, I opened up the show today with O Canada. We'll get there in a little bit. But first, uh, we're going to ask Carol to uh, reach deep, deep, deep down into the annals of the THN mailbag and see if there's anybody out there that gives a damn about us. Yes. Uh, I would like to begin by apologizing for sitting in the middle of a construction zone as I'm putting an addition on my office. So this is why it looks like I live in a pigsty. Anyway, the letter says, Dear Eric, Paul, and Carla, or whatever your name is, as a regular listener, not in his mother's basement in Wichita, Kansas, wanted to write to share my hate story. I live in a decent subdivision in an exurb of a major city. When I purchased my house 20 years ago, it had yellow siding. I didn't mind it. Fast forward 19 years and a young millennial couple moved in next door and immediately started bitching at me about the color of my home and ordered me to paint it. Well, in a word, I told them I had no plans to paint the house because it wasn't necessary. They bitched about it incessantly, and I continued to hold firm I wouldn't paint it, mostly because they're not the boss of me. I had to go out of town for three weeks on business. Upon returning home, I drove right past my house because I didn't recognize it. In my absence, someone had painted it gray. Oh, my God. I immediately went next door, pounded on it furiously, and they would not open the door. I called the police. They oh. said unless I could prove they did it, they wouldn't help. 
My neighbor across the street has exterior cameras and I found the name of the painter from the footage that was on the side of their truck. So I called the company. The company said they were paid in cash by Mr. and Mrs. Smith and they had a valid work order. The neighbor's last name is Smith, but they were described as two redheads, which they are. I called the police who said since the painters weren't acting in malice, this was a civil matter. Oh, I'm not man. saying they did a bad job. It looks nice, but that's not really the point. Yesterday, the sheriff served me with a summons to appear in court. The couple next door is suing me for the paint job. Well, all I can say is these people have some balls and they're stupid. They'd have gotten away with it if they'd have just kept their mouths shut. I've hired a lawyer and we're headed to court. I'm countersuing for them ordering a paint job on a house they did not own. I'm suing to have them pay for an even brighter color of yellow. And I'm suing for all the time I spent <laughs> trying to get someone to do something about them and for my legal fees. I'll keep you updated. Sincerely, for my formerly and soon again to be yellow submarine somewhere in upstate New York. Oh. I mean, people just are you... crazy. Yeah, that's just crazy. Like... I can't. I, I, I'm trying to think of a more violating thing that a neighbor could do. I mean, I, it's just so, you know, it's so violent. It's so violent. It's so invasive. Oh my God. Did they paint the interior as well? <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, it was just the yellow siding they found offensive. I mean, it's one thing if your neighbor paints your ceiling, but. If they paint your exterior, <laughs> oh I my thought god, that was I, insane. I think we need to start publishing some of these emails. That's crazy. <laughs> hate in volume one. Oh my god, it's just that's just I don't even know what to say. So, what do we hate out of that? Do we hate just neighbors? Oh, actually, it's something on my list. I think a funnier way to deal with a neighbor doing something weird. But we, we used to have a, a neighbor who would just leave their Christmas decorations up all year round. Right? Did they light up so the house at be, night too? Well, no, but that's where I came in. So it, it would like be like in July and I would just like, you know, sneak around the side of their house and plug it all in. <laughs> so the whole, the whole thing would then be lit up. Because <laughs> it's Good. like, you know, maybe take your Christmas lights down. It's July. Oh my God. Yeah, weird neighbors. I actually can't believe we haven't put weird neighbors on the hate napkin after all this time, but we actually haven't. We've had quite a few stories, but we've never just said explicitly weird neighbors. That's definitely, definitely on the napkin. No argument there. You know, you know what's kind of funny though is like if you grow up in a city, like a big city, like you kind of you get this urban face. You don't talk to your neighbors in an urban environment. Then you move to like the country, and everybody wants to talk to you, and you just like you don't. I don't know. Neighbors. Well, in the country, you have to rely on your neighbors more. You know, when somebody gets sick, and you need to have you know, the cow's fed or something, you call your neighbors and they come do it. 
<laughs> Can you imagine some on a tractor heading over to the, the, the farm, the next door farm? And he pulls up and he goes, Ralph, did you paint my barn? <laughs> that would never happen in the country. I have good neighbors, though. I, I'm in an urban setting and I'm very close to downtown and I have great neighbors. Wow. And I know them well. Actually, I did something weird. Actually, Garrett's house, our, our co-host that I keep over here in the uh, GIMP box. No, but I actually was over at his house yesterday. I kind of pulled one of those weird friend like moments you, like you know you should never do, but you did it. Because what you ever been at somebody's house and they're just like, you feel like, <laughs> are you hungry? Would you like something to eat? And normally you wouldn't do this, but I just walked right over to the fridge and opened it up and started looking. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's like, <laughs> that's incredibly, you I'm like, it's dreamer. incredibly rude. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, you don't do that. You know how many times I've heard my boss open the front door and he goes straight to the kitchen to see what I've got in there. And took him walking into my office, eating my lunch. That's such a Kramer thing to do. Oh, my God. But, yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. No, like... I just laugh about it because I guess I'm glad he feels that comfortable here. I, I don't know. Yeah, that that's that's uh, but that's when it occurred to me how intimate, like, a refrigerator is like a sacred space. You just don't go into somebody's fridge without well, asking. I mean, Eric, not all of us are keeping, you know, hooker heads in our freezer like you are and toddler, toddler pieces in the in the vegetable crisper so i think you're it's well here, here's it's what not, i did he used he would come in heads. again it's not heads <laughs> yes, you have a, yeah you have an ice cube tray of hymens okay let's let's carry on move ahead he used to come in and like get food and take my plates and silverware and stuff and leave with food. And I would have to go to the office to collect all my dishes. It was like living with Braden. And so I got him a cup and it said, I got him one of those uh, stainless steel tumblers and it says, my favorite employee bought this for me. Oh. That's very sweet. He opened it up and he's like, he looked at me and he goes, it's from Lupe? Laughter. <laughs> 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 All right, I got something for the napkin and that's why I started O Canada today. I am so sick of national anthems. Period. It's not You're sick of what? The national anthem. National anthems at sporting events. Okay, I mean, I get it. Every country's got a flag and an anthem and all that pomp and circumstance. But why Why does every single sporting event have to begin with the national anthem? What, what, what? I'm so sick of this. I listen to baseball a lot, you know, or uh, the, the football game, track and field. It doesn't matter. Why do we have to, why does everything have to be national anthem this, national anthem that? I'm actually one of those people that doesn't sing the national anthem. I think our, I think our, I think most, also beyond that, I think most national anthems suck, except for Canada's. I think instead, I think you should just replace Canada with whatever. That should be all nations have the same anthem. It's the O Canada anthem. And then you can just write, oh, Abarjajan, 
Oh, Uganda. Just just replace it. <laughs> whatever your nation is, that's it. It's just oh, and then whatever, and that we just have that national anthem, and that's it, because that's the only one that's tolerable. But I still don't understand. Well, you got to listen to it before every sporting event. Well, I have a make, cure. I just watch sports. It makes <laughs> sense if it's a international. If it's two international teams, it makes more sense because then you're sharing. Well, then you got to listen to two anthems. Fine. <laughs> I got the Twins. The Minnesota Twins played in Toronto today. So at the beginning of the game, and it was Pride Week, so it was the, the Toronto Gay Choir saying. The Star Spangled Banner. YMCA. They put a bit of a YMCA. Their own anthem. Yeah. They have their own anthem. U S of A. U S of A. Yeah. No, I just, yeah. So that's two anthems you got to listen to today. Yeah. But actually, I have to say the Toronto Gay Men's Choir was. Pretty spot on. If I had to listen to two national anthems in a row, I guess they're the ones to do it. But I'd still just, it's not like you go to a theater event or like a, a festival or, I mean, or a concert. They don't start every concert with this national anthem. I mean, it just seems to be, wow, wow how is the nation being represented at the uh, you know, seventh grade wrestling match? I just, why? Why, why, why? I'm just tired of it. Uh-huh. You know? And they and they all kind of pretty much stink. That's the other thing is like national anthems stink. Not everybody can sing it like Christina Aguilera. Well, or, or Roseanne Barr. Oh, exactly. Geez. I have a bigger bone to pick with certain sports there. Like, so you brought up the the Toronto Gay Men's Choir. Obviously, which is not a sports team. Yes, obviously, choir groups have not since this beginning of time there was no controversy and like one of the members of the choir group being like hey listen i'm into dudes not the, the whole choir wasn't like oh my god <laughs> they kind of what a shocker right so there's no shocker so i don't know why it's uh a shocker for like major league baseball with a bunch of men in tights running around spanking each other's ass. Why there's not a single openly gay major league baseball player. So I'm going to put, here's what I'm going to put on the hate napkin culture war stuff. Everybody's tired of the culture war stuff. So yeah, somebody got uptight about a pride night at the ballpark and it's like geez let them have that one night and so the people that got upset they insisted on a christian young christians day or whatever at the club and so they gave them that too which is fine it's great that's fine enough with the culture war stuff speaking of which speaking of which we usually don't talk about religion and politics so uh this is really more of a mortuary announcement (laughs) No, Pat no, this Roberts. is not penalty box. I, I'm saying no culture war stuff means that's no, I mean, no, that's, no. that's why was, we're not. That's not we I don't. Do, that's why we don't do religion and politics. We're tired of this stuff. I actually, was about to celebrate the death of Pat Robertson. <laughs> I was trying to cut you off on that. I mean, now, you're in the penalty rushing. box. 
nonsense. Yeah, I haven't been. Well, in the Eric, I don't want you to sit there alone. Right. I think there's only 699 assholes left in the 700 Club. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been in the penalty box this much since the death of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> well, I'm not going to open your fridge next time I come over. That's for sure. Can we? Can we? Oh, listen. I... I know we're not supposed to talk about religion, but the guy was a total yam fuck. I mean, he was just he, he. I think I think his his immorality, his evil, his evilness. It definitely, I think, it uh, transcended religion. Well, there's <laughs> got a drought. Got a drought. The gays did it. Hurricanes. Gays did it. Right. Tornadoes, the goddamn women. Well, you gotta give them. You know, gotta give them credit for like trying to give these people power, <laughs> extra power. Well, I think I, two two people checked out this week because they were like, "Oh, somebody's trumping us." I'm not gonna say who is trumping them, but he's probably like, "I can't get all of these old dumb people to give me as much money as this guy." when he gets one of these things. So I will not say his name, by the way. But they were, and I'm oh. sure the Unibomber also was like, this guy's trumped me. I mean, talk about, <laughs> talk about overthrowing a thing. Anyway, so let's stay away from politics. Codename okay. Gulfcart Von Lardass. You know, how is it that I knew exactly who you were talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Wild guess. <laughs> uh, orange are great. <laughs> All righty, folks. So, so far we hate weird neighbors, uh, people who go in the refrigerator when they shouldn't. Uh, we had uh, one killer of, a, of an email um, on... Uh, never. I, yes, I still can't even get over that. Somebody, if somebody painted my house, I just don't know what I would do. Well, the guy did what he was supposed to do. He called the cops. He figured right. out who did it. Talked to the paint company. Realized that there, he didn't really have any way of proving for sure who did it. And then they outed themselves, which is kind of poetic. Oh, here in Colombia, a, a couple of years ago, we had this, this guy wanted to tear down his house and rebuild it, but it was in a bit of a historic neighborhood district. So the, the, the council voted against allowing him to take the home down, even though it's not an old home. It just happens to be in a district of old homes. He couldn't. So he decided to paint the entire house in pink polka dots. And it was kind of on a busy road. And so there's this sort of like, you know, snarfy, you know, highfalutin attitude community neighborhood. It's this house with giant pink polka dots all over it. And so uh Did he we, get away uh, with it? Uh well what what happened miraculously is that the council decided he could in fact tear the house down and build a new one. <laughs> 
brilliant. Yeah, that was that was uh, that's about the only decent thing that I've seen happen here in Columbia in 22 years. Um, <clears throat> all right, folks. Uh, you got anything for the the napkin there, uh, Carla? I have a bunch of things, but they're all about you guys, so <laughs> I don't want to say it. Oh, come on. What's a better way to end? No, it's okay. It's okay. I can control myself. Okay. Well, uh, I'll well, forgive I, you. The long and short is that Carla hates us. <laughs> for which, the moment, I'll get over it. Which, you know, really can't blame her for. So, well, uh, it's nice to be together again. You know, you guys. On the other side of this, all three of you watching from your uh, mother's basements in Wichita or wherever you may be, you probably think that we just don't stop doing this show nonstop. But once in a while, we take a break and we took a break and it's nice to be back together amongst neighbors and friends. And I know that I could walk into each of your houses and open up your refrigerators and and take a whiz. No, wait, I did that once. <laughs> now you know why I don't let you in when you knock. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when I go into the kitchen, she runs after me. When the boss goes in, she knows everything's fine. So, uh, folks, thank you for joining us once again. A quick story for you. Father's Day is coming. I asked ah. the boss what he wanted for Father's Day because he has the most ungrateful children there are. And he told me a red Corvette. So. Oh my gosh. You found a red Corvette? I bought him one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He'll put that on his desk. That's great. That water. That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. I love that. Well, folks, we reached deep. Deep, deep into the age. Oh, hey. Fuck you, Pat Robertson. <laughs>